Chapter Twelve of Against the Grain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Against the Grain by Joris Karl Wismans. Translated by John Howard. Chapter Twelve, Part One. During the days following his return, Des Essaintes contemplated his books, and experienced, at the thought that he might have been separated from them for a long period, a satisfaction as complete as that which comes after a protracted absence. Under the touch of this sentiment, these objects possessed a renewed novelty to his mind, and he perceived in them beauties forgotten since the time he had purchased them everything there books bric-a-brac and furniture had an individual charm for him his bed seemed the softer by comparison with the hard bed he would have occupied in london the silent discreet ministrations of his servants charmed him exhausted as he was at the thought of the loud loquacity of hotel attendants the methodical organization of his life made him feel that it was especially to be envied since the possibility of travelling had become imminent he steeped himself in this bath of habitude to which artificial regrets insinuated a tonic quality but his books chiefly preoccupied him he examined them rearranged them on the shelves anxious to learn if the hot weather and the rains had damaged the bindings and injured the rare paper he began by moving all his latin books then he arranged in a new order the special works of archelaus albert le grand lully and arnaud de villanova treating of the cabala and the occult sciences finally he examined his modern books one by one and was happy to perceive that all had remained intact this collection had cost him a considerable sum of money he would not suffer in his library the books he loved to resemble other similar volumes printed on cotton paper with the watermarks of auvergne formerly in paris he had ordered made for himself alone certain volumes which specially engaged mechanics printed from hand presses sometimes he applied to perrin of lyon whose graceful clear type was suitable for archaic reprints of old books at other times he dispatched orders to england or to america for the execution of modern literature and the works of the present century still again he applied to a house in lille which for centuries had possessed a complete set of gothic characters he also would send requisitions to the old Enschede printing-house of Haarlem, whose foundry still has the stamps and dies of certain antique letters. He had followed the same method in selecting his papers, finally growing weary of the snowy Chinese and the nacreous and gilded Japanese papers, the white Whatmans, the brown Hollands, 
the buff-coloured turkeys and seychelles mills and equally disgusted with all mechanically manufactured sheets he had ordered special laid paper in the mould from the old plants of vire which still employ the pestles once in use to grind hemp to introduce a certain variety into his collection he had repeatedly brought from london prepared stuffs paper interwoven with hairs and as a mark of his disdain for bibliophiles he had a lubeck merchant prepare for him an improved candle paper of bottle blue tint clear and somewhat brittle in the pulp of which the straw was replaced by golden spangles resembling those which dot dantzig brandy under these circumstances he had succeeded in procuring unique books adopting obsolete formats which he had bound by l'ortique by trotz bosonnet or chambol by the successors of capet in irreproachable covers of old silk stamped cowhide cape goatskin in full bindings with compartments and in mosaic designs protected by tabby or moire watered silk ecclesiastically ornamented with clasps and corners and sometimes even enamelled by grul engelmann with silver oxide and clear enamels thus with the marvellous episcopal lettering used in the old house of leclerc he had baudelaire's works printed in a large format recalling that of ancient missals on a very light and spongy japan paper soft as elder pith and imperceptibly tinted with a light rose hue through its milky white this edition limited to one copy printed with a velvety black chinese ink had been covered outside and then recovered within with a wonderful genuine sow skin chosen among a thousand the colour of flesh its surface spotted where the hairs had been and adorned with black silk stamped in cold iron in miraculous designs by a great artist that day des Esseintes took this incomparable book from his shelves and handled it devotedly once more reading certain pieces which seemed to him in this simple but inestimable frame more than ordinarily penetrating his admiration for this writer was unqualified according to him until baudelaire's advent in literature writers had limited themselves to exploring the surfaces of the soul or to penetrating into the accessible and illuminated caverns restoring here and there the layers of capital sins studying their veins their growths and noting like balzac for example the layers of strata in the soul possessed by the monomania of a passion by ambition by avarice by paternal stupidity or by senile love what had been treated heretofore was the abundant health of virtues and of vices the tranquil functioning of commonplace brains 
and the practical reality of contemporary ideas without any ideal of sickly deprivation or of any beyond in short the discoveries of those analysts had stopped at the speculations of good or evil classified by the church it was the simple investigation the conventional examination of a botanist minutely observing the anticipated development of normal efflorescence abounding in the natural earth baudelaire had gone farther he had descended to the very bowels of the inexhaustible mine had involved his mind in abandoned and unfamiliar levels and come to those districts of the soul where monstrous vegetations of thought extend their branches there near those confines the haunt of aberrations and of sickness of the mystic lockjaw the warm fever of lust and the typhoids and vomits of crime he had found brooding under the gloomy clock of ennui the terrifying spectre of the age of sentiments and ideas he had revealed the morbid psychology of the mind which has attained the october of its sensations recounted the symptoms of souls summoned by grief and licensed by spleen and shown the increasing decay of impressions while the enthusiasms and beliefs of youth are enfeebled and the only thing remaining is the arid memory of miseries born intolerances endured and affronts suffered by intelligences oppressed by a ridiculous destiny he had pursued all the phases of that lamentable autumn studying the human creature quick to exasperation ingenious in deceiving himself compelling his thoughts to cheat each other so as to suffer the more keenly and frustrating in advance all possible joy by his faculty of analysis and observation then in this vexed sensibility of the soul in this ferocity of reflection that repels the restless ardour of devotions and the well-meaning outrages of charity he gradually saw arising the horror of those senile passions those ripe loves where one person yields while the other is still suspicious where lassitude denies such couples the filial caresses whose apparent youthfulness seems new and the maternal candours whose gentleness and comfort impart in a sense the engaging remorse of a vague incest in magnificent pages he exposed his hybrid loves who were exasperated by the impotence in which they were overwhelmed the hazardous deceits of narcotics and poisons invoked to aid in calming suffering and conquering ennui at an epoch when literature attributed unhappiness of life almost exclusively to the mischances of unrequited love or to the jealousies that attend adulterous love 
he disregarded such puerile maladies and probed into those wounds which are more fatal more keen and deep which arise from satiety disillusion and scorn in ruined souls whom the present tortures the past fills with loathing and the future frightens and menaces with despair and the more des Esseintes read baudelaire the more he felt the ineffable charm of this writer who in an age when verse served only to portray the external semblance of beings and things had succeeded in expressing the inexpressible in a muscular and brawny language who more than any other writer possessed a marvellous power to define with a strange robustness of expression the most fugitive and tentative morbidities of exhausted minds and sad souls after baudelaire's works the number of french books given place in his shelves was strictly limited he was completely indifferent to those works which it is fashionable to praise the broad laugh of rabelais and the deep comedy of moliere did not succeed in diverting him and the antipathy he felt against these farces was so great that he did not hesitate to liken them in the point of art to the capers of circus clowns as for old poetry he read hardly anything except villon whose melancholy ballads touched him and here and there certain fragments from daubigny which stimulated his blood with the incredible vehemence of their apostrophes and curses in prose he cared little for voltaire and rousseau and was unmoved even by diderot whose so greatly praised salon he found strangely saturated with moralizing twaddle and futility in his hatred towards all this balderdash he limited himself almost exclusively to the reading of christian eloquence to the books of bourdaloue and bossuet whose sonorously embellished periods were imposing but still more he relished suggestive ideas condensed into severe and strong phrases such as those created by nicole in his reflections and especially pascal whose austere pessimism and attrition deeply touched him apart from such books as these french literature began in his library with the nineteenth century this section was divided into two groups one of which included the ordinary secular literature and the other the catholic literature a special but little-known literature published by large publishing-houses and circulated to the four corners of the earth he had had the hardihood to explore such crypts as these just as in the secular art he had discovered under an enormous mass of insipid writings a few books written by true masters the distinctive character of this literature was the constant immutability of its ideas and language 
just as the church perpetuated the primitive form of holy objects so she has preserved the relics of her dogmas piously retaining as the frame that encloses them the oratorical language of the celebrated century as one of the church's own writers ozanam has put it the christian style needed only to make use of the dialect employed by bourdaloue and by bossuet to the exclusion of all else in spite of this statement the church more indulgent closed its eyes to certain expressions certain turns of style borrowed from the secular language of the same century and the catholic idiom had slightly purified itself of its heavy and massive phrases especially cleaning itself in bossuet of its prolixity and the painful rallying of its pronouns but here ended the concessions and others would doubtless have been purposeless for the prose sufficed without this ballast for the limited range of subjects to which the church confined itself incapable of grappling with contemporary life of rendering the most simple aspects of things and persons visible and palpable unqualified to explain the complicated wiles of intellects indifferent to the benefits of salvation this language was nevertheless excellent when it treated of abstract subjects it proved valuable in the argument of controversy in the demonstration of a theory in the obscurity of a commentary and more than any other style had the necessary authority to affirm without any discussion the intent of a doctrine unfortunately here as everywhere the sanctuary had been invaded by a numerous army of pedants who smirched by their ignorance and lack of talent the church's noble and austere attire further to profane it devout women had interfered and stupid sacristans and foolish salons had acclaimed as works of genius the wretched prattle of such women among such works des Esseintes had had the curiosity to read those of madame Svechin, the russian whose house in paris was the rendezvous of the most fervent catholics her writings had filled him with insufferably horrible boredom they were more than merely wretched they were wretched in every way resembling the echoes of a tiny chapel where the solemn worshippers mumble their prayers asking news of one another in low voices while they repeat with a deeply mysterious air the common gossip of politics weather forecasts and the state of the weather but there was even worse a female laureate licensed by the institute madame augustus craven author of Récit d'une sœur of eliane and fleaurange puffed into reputation by the whole apostolic press never no never had des Esseintes imagined that any person could write such ridiculous 
ridiculous nonsense in the point of conception these books were so absurd and were written in such a disgusting style that by these tokens they became almost remarkable and rare it was not at all among the works of women that des Esseintes, whose soul was completely jaded and whose nature was not inclined to sentimentality could come upon a literary retreat suited to his taste yet he strove with a diligence that no impatience could overcome to enjoy the works of a certain girl of genius the blue-stocking pucelle of the group but his efforts miscarried he did not take to the journal and the lettres in which eugenie de guerin celebrates without discretion the amazing talent of a brother who rhymed with such cleverness and grace that one must go to the works of de jouy and écouchard le brun to find anything so novel and daring he had also unavailingly attempted to comprehend the delights of those works in which one may find such things as these this morning i hung upon papa's bed a cross which a little girl had given him yesterday or mimi and i are invited by monsieur roquier to attend the consecration of a bell to-morrow this does not displease me at all or wherein we find such important events as these on my neck i have hung a medal of the holy virgin which louise had brought me as an amulet against cholera or poetry of this sort oh the lovely moonbeam which fell on the bible i was reading and finally such fine and penetrating observations as these when i see a man pass before a crucifix lift his hat and make the sign of the cross i say to myself there goes a christian and she continued in this fashion without pause until after maurice de guerin had died after which his sister bewailed him in other pages written in a watery prose strewn here and there with bits of poems whose humiliating poverty ended by moving des Esseintes to pity ah it was hardly worth mentioning but the catholic party was not at all particular in the choice of its proteges and not at all artistic without exception all these writers wrote in the pallid white prose of pensioners of a monastery in a flowing movement of phrase which no astringent could counterbalance so des Esseintes, horror-stricken at such insipidities entirely forsook this literature but neither did he find atonement for his disappointments among the modern masters of the clergy these latter were one-sided divines or impeccably correct controversialists but the christian language in their orations and books had ended by becoming impersonal and congealing into a rhetoric 
whose every movement and pause was anticipated in a sequence of periods constructed after a single model and in fact des Esseintes discovered that all the ecclesiastics wrote in the same manner with a little more or a little less abandon or emphasis and there was seldom any variations between the bodiless patterns traded by dupanloup or landriot la bouillerie or gaume by don guéranger or ratisbonne by freppel or perrault by ravignon or gratterie by olivain or dosité by didon or chocarne des Esseintes had often pondered upon this matter a really authentic talent a supremely profound originality a well-anchored conviction he thought was needed to animate this formal style which was too frail to support any thought that was unforeseen or any thesis that was audacious yet despite all this there were several writers whose burning eloquence fused and shaped this language notably lacordaire who was one of the few really great writers the church had produced for many years immured like his colleagues in the narrow circle of orthodox speculations likewise obliged to dissipate his energies in the exclusive consideration of those theories which had been expressed and consecrated by the fathers of the church and developed by the masters of the pulpit he succeeded in imbuing them with novelty and in rejuvenating almost in modifying them by clothing them in a more personal and stimulating form here and there in his conférence de notre dame were treasures of expression audacious usages of words accents of love rapid movements cries of joy and distracted effusions then to his position as a brilliant and gentle monk whose ingenuity and labours had been exhausted in the impossible task of conciliating the liberal doctrines of society with the authoritarian dogmas of the church he added a temperament of fierce love and suave diplomatic tenderness in his letters to young men may be found the caressing inflections of a father exhorting his sons with smiling reprimands the well-meaning advice and the indulgent forgiveness some of these des Esseintes found charming confessing as they did the monks yearning for affection while others were even imposing when they sought to sustain courage and dissipate doubts by the inimitable certainties of faith in fine this sentiment of paternity which gave his pen a delicately feminine quality lent to his prose a characteristically individual accent discernible among all the clerical literature after lacordaire ecclesiastics and monks possessing any individuality were extremely rare at the very most a few pages of his pupil 
the abbe pereve merited reading he left sympathetic biographies of his master wrote a few lovable letters composed treatises in the sonorous language of formal discourse and delivered panegyrics in which the declamatory tone was too broadly stressed certainly the abbe pereve had neither the emotion nor the ardour of la Cordère. he was too much of a priest and too little a man yet here and there in the rhetoric of his sermons flashed interesting effects of large and solid phrasing or touches of nobility that were almost venerable but to find writers of prose whose works justify close study one was obliged to seek those who had not submitted to ordination to the secular writers whom the interests of catholicism engaged and devoted to its cause End of chapter 12, part 1 Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey